0: Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. And I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who read, readers who write, and and everyone everyone who who loves words. All right, so today we are going to talk about series and kind of a handful of different series that we've enjoyed and also kind of just the scope of a series and, and as you're writing series what that looks like and reading series what that looks like and things like that so this is not trilogies we'll talk mm-hmm. about that later but this is kind of series that are four books or more um or four movies or more because I have a feeling Laura's
1: probably gonna pull
0: some movies maybe not I too. don't actually oh,
1: um I, I might have a couple <laughs> <laughs> and some are both books and movies um but it is interesting how many I mean Across, mm. I think, both film and and books, there are a lot. As I was starting yeah. to go through, I was like, "How many? You know, how many do I love that are within this?" Yeah. And there actually are an awful lot that fit within that. Mm. But there are really um, three types, and I thought we'd start first by kind of breaking those out. Yeah, so great. as we talk about specific ones, we can kind of. Look at it through that lens. Yeah, which, where do they fall? Yeah. Awesome. And some of them aren't, like, exclusive. So some mm. of them kind of do cross over mm. a little bit. Um, but the first one is serialized. And that would be something mm. that is a arcing story that the first one leads into the second one, leads into the third one, leads into mm-hmm. the fourth one. It, it goes in a overarching arc. Each one ties up something at the end Mm -hmm. but there's still like a running through plot that goes across all of them yeah so it's usually around the the same characters Mm -hmm. um although it may shift focus you know something like game of thrones would be a serialized but with a huge cast something like harry potter would be a lot more just on tighter but mainly on that one person's plot yeah but all, both of those are considered serialized. Okay. Um, and it does matter the chronology of when you experience them. Right. So it's not you like can't you can read them out of the order. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, wait. <laughs> like, You're very confused. It, absolutely. It all kind of is pieces to that ultimate puzzle that then mm. hopefully pays off all the ties of the story that weave yeah. we through are then kind of tied together at the end. Um, episodic would be more of your James Bond or Poirot, okay. um, usually detectives and spies tend to work sure. very well with this. <laughs> so you're following the same character, sure. but a yeah. complete story. Absolutely. Uh-huh. And often the character doesn't change all that much. Like The character mm. tends to be the character,
0: Interesting, and yeah. often
1: things... Around them change. Like Hmm. there's a story and something that needs, you know, problems that need to be solved. Hmm. And at the end, they come through. Yeah. But there's certain ones where all of a sudden, like, for instance, Perot there's a last one that all of a sudden becomes a little more of an arc rather than a static character that doesn't change and that always wins Hmm. and so but it does tend to be almost like a tv series yeah Um, and tv series tend to be this way often every episode except the first one or maybe the first two and the second two if you look at tv series unless it's a limited
0: tv series
1: Like a small short one of maybe like eight episodes. Often those, especially you'll see it with comedies, they tend to be very static characters and then yeah. maybe they change at very key and specific times. Yeah. But they don't across. Thaddeus and I just started rewatching um or it's his first time, but
0: watching the X Files. Yeah and so yeah it, like That's, it's making me think of that because it's very absolutely. much episodic the characters don't change a lot yes um, but you do have a little bit of that overarching story or there's some yes. like things that kind of
1: weave in through various episodes they kind of um, get a little bit of development in yeah. places mm-hmm. but often it is very and, and usually it's because different writers are, re- are writing mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. episodes sure Lost tends to do it a little bit too they're a little mm-hmm. bit better at kind of following the arc of a character and definitely by the yeah. end the characters have changed but there are certain points where they, the characters are just the thing yeah. and they yeah. kind of just do the thing right. and then like, <laughs> they get a little bit of movement. Yeah, and it's just interesting how that procedure. I feel like I don't read do a lot of books that are that way. Yeah, a lot of um, well episodic books. Absolutely, and it is mostly you'll see them mostly in mystery. You'll see them mostly in like spy type mm-hmm. novels. Yeah, often I don't read a lot of thrillers. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh,
0: like um,
1: David Baldacci, his mm-hmm. his tend to be that way. Um, so it's a lot more when there's like a Sherlock Holmes is that sure, way too. Sure. When it's a specific character doing a specific thing. Yeah. We keep coming back and back and back. Yeah. But it's interesting. Even the, um, mystery series that I like with Charlotte. I Holmes, was just going to say like, yeah. It's not like, it's uh-huh. not an episodic. It you wouldn't all, call it that? Because there's been a lot of change. Yeah. Um, the character's so much changed. Especially with the last too. Uh-huh. um so i would actually call it more serialized than episodic mm. because they're actually she's moving to a very specific point uh-huh. and from what the character was willing to do in the first one to the last one i read which was 6 or 7 uh-huh. she has changed significantly so i would call that serialized um, Yeah, we could always like there could be debate on that one yeah where the it has a little bit of both mm-hmm. and that's the thing is it is a little bit of a gray area because we're going to have examples that cross sure. or where I think two of them fit a certain one and then it kind of uh-huh. changes um, but the last type is actually interlinked and it's so it's within a series where usually you are within the same world mm-hmm. but you change characters so yeah. you change points of lots view lots of romance series almost. That's uh, Bridgerton is exactly yeah. what I was thinking as yeah. I was like uh, going into that romance Absolutely does this, yeah. um, and and pretty much any romance series that is going on within like a certain period usually they have kind yeah. of links within them.
0: Yeah, you usually will revisit older characters Absolutely. or you'll have like little bits that like if you read all of them in order, you pick up on those yes. things that you don't really need to. Read Absolutely. All of them in order. Yeah. It kind
1: of allows you to uh, This dis- is the type yeah. that I'm
0: really loving right now. Absolutely. <laughs> I told you my attention span is like super short lately. Yes. And I feel like I don't have the attention span for like a serialized thing yeah. and yeah. episodics kind of bore me a little bit. Oh. And so yeah, so this is, is like my perfect yeah.
1: like. It absolutely. Sweet spot of series, is because you get those glimpses. Yeah. Um, even Emily Henry's mm. four uh, uh-huh. um romance books. Um, Beach Reads, Book Lovers, the people we meet on vacation, and. Happy place. happy place happy mm-hmm. place all four of them exist within the same world and she mm-hmm. brings in here and there little references to them uh-huh. so that's interlinked too Yeah, <laughs> it's technically a series even though it is like not really she like, doesn't pitch it that way absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but i think that's kind of the beauty of it mm-hmm. is They kind of function like standalones, but you get you get a little you repeat off Mm -hmm. like readers enjoying little elements of what's come before and seeing little parts of the characters you've loved before and kind of stepping back in with them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like
1: it. (laughs) (laughs) I do too. Because I think changing point of view is always fascinating. Mm -hmm. It is interesting to see a character that you've seen from a very a different context yeah, yeah from a very specific viewpoint all of a sudden step into the light and yeah. then you have to sit with their perspective yeah and all the baggage that you've brought you have to really reconsider yeah.
0: it's interesting to me how each of these kind of fall a little bit more in different categories like yeah. i hadn't really thought about that but i you see a lot more serialized in like fantasy and yes. like a lot of fantasy series are going to be that. Like, they're one story continuing on. Um, Absolutely. Usually a big plot, a big, yes. you know, <laughs> big high stakes. Yeah. Um, and you, you mentioned, like, mystery and spy novels being more episodic, and then yes. romance definitely tends to be more of that.
1: Interlinked. What did you call it? Interlinked, yeah. yeah. Interlinked, yeah. And it is interesting how it does appeal yeah. to different areas. but There is kind of... Um, one that i wanted to bring up so we're we're also doing this because this is around the same time percy jackson is coming out yeah and what's great about that is his actually do some different things he doesn't do any that i'd really call episodic but he does both interlinked and um and serialized like his first percy jackson series the lightning you know percy jackson and the olympians is all that serialized? We sit with him the entire time. Right. We go through his arc. Yeah. There are strings of the story. You know, you get the first one. Yes, it's satisfying, but you know, There's Kronos is on. still out there. Yeah. And I won't say the There's twist at the loops. end, but yeah. there is a definite open thing mm-hmm. there. And even, it's funny because my kids were actually rereading it because mm-hmm. um, we are going to be watching it when it comes out on Disney Plus, the TV series. And in reading it, the twist, actually, that's really the like, what is going to push you into the next book comes yeah. so late. Mm. And you think that the climax of the story is over. Like, it's just yeah. kind of funny how it where it is hmm. um, and it was his first book so maybe it, that's part of it but it's funny how I kind of like when it's like really late I, at the end like I that
0: do too it's, it like really pushes you right into the next one I feel and
1: like it catches you looking yeah like there's something really great about something that completely takes you by a surprise yeah. we feel exactly the way that Percy feels when it happens yeah he, he has thought it's over mm-hmm. and everything seemed like it fit into a small little box yeah. tied up in a bow and he's still like he has this nagging thing in the back of his mind that he's like is it? Mm-hmm. So there's still a little bit of uncertainty but we're w- willing to walk with yeah. him like into the end of the book and then all of a sudden like <laughs> right there like and it's, it's so close to the end that it really kind of gets has its cake and eats it too like it yeah. wraps up the main plot the main story that we've been sitting with but then it asks so many questions Mm. and especially of like what's going to happen next yeah and kind of sitting with this this discomfort of betrayal as well which that it hits so hard because of all those things I think about how late it comes in that story and then propels you into the next book which is an amazing way to do it I think so. Yeah, I love it. I do too. I think I think it's I think it's a really great series in general. I think it's really well yeah. written and for a serialized story, I think it does. It keeps you invested and keeps different characters in with you, so yeah. that you don't get it doesn't get stale within that. And mm-hmm. they move so much. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of movement, a lot of different myths that he pulls yeah. in and characters, but then. Once that one wraps, once we get to the end of that one, yeah. he does such a great job of ending it, but also for a character that's so young, yeah. we know that there's so much more life yeah. left than he has to live. Sure. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of, it naturally funnels into another series, mm-hmm. which is Heroes of Olympus, but he does something amazing in that at the beginning of Heroes of Olympus, Percy's missing. <laughs> like it's That's just right, it. it's just a beautiful way to be like wait we've lost <laughs> our, our the chosen one like, but in many ways he's not the chosen one especially in that series we go through so many points of view within it Yeah, it's interlinked um, we sit with so many different characters mm-hmm. I love I love the different characters that we go through things with yeah and it really would you call it world. interlinked
0: because i mean i feel like there's just a lot of points of view it feels more almost like game of thrones or there's like lots of characters yeah. because those point of views you don't really follow one character yeah. in each book right like
1: it, if i'm remembering right there's lots of points of view within the, each book yeah but i i mean i call it interlinked simply because we go through so many different arcs within Uh it uh so that's how i saw it is Hmm. the first book is completely in one place yeah and then we even switch locations yeah like it completely Mm -hmm. we're in a completely unconnected in in theory story yeah that we don't see the connection between them at all like Hmm. there's not that plot that really runs through it until that very last one hmm. so that's that's where my head was at but I could definitely see where it would be yeah. considered serialized I think it's almost like one of those weird ones that could be considered uh-huh. both uh-huh. Um but it's because I remember just being two. like shocked
0: how many yeah. points of views he managed in yes. the
1: series. Like it just was like oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> how do you manage all of that and those first two books uh-huh. have no real link Because they are so different, like we go from the you know we're in one camp to a very different camp, yeah. And it is so interesting how like those two books just feel almost standalone until you start Hmm. getting the the crossovers between them. Yeah, Um, but I love the the different points of view bring a huge cast of characters yeah. within, like, mental reach mm. and emotional reach. Yeah. It allows you to really connect with them. And it is, many ways, it's such a wide, grander, like, yeah. the scale is so much bigger. bigger. Yeah. And we, in some ways the stakes are the same, but we have the personal stakes of so many people within it yeah. that they feel bigger, right? Yeah, I see that. At least in Not my sure. head, yeah. yeah. I love just the the play of that, looking at different series that kind of do different things mm. with each one. Yeah. Um Even, like, he has this world that there's lots of, there's so much play within it. He mm. actually has the Apollo series, which is in the same world, but right. completely, it's its own thing. And there's a new one that came out That looks at the son of Hades and we get to see him and Will, Mm -hmm. like there's just so many, it gives so much opportunity to like go in and tell individual stories as well as more within the series in general like I feel like his is a galaxy yeah well I feel like
0: really to do a series well you kind of have to have like some very well okay so to do a serialized series Mm -hmm. you really have to have a big enough world to manage that or to like sustain that because otherwise it just get boring you know like you need that interesting and they tend to have Mm -hmm. big um world building and lots of like interesting things going on and like there's all a whole bunch of ties yeah. Whereas I feel like the episodic, like you, like what you need for that is yes. um, plot. Like you need interesting plots and twists. Absolutely. So that's why it gravitates absolutely. towards that. Because otherwise the, you, people would be upset with the character not changing. Right, you know? absolutely. They you would work. totally notice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have the plot sustain yeah. that. And then I feel like with... Um, why do I never remember this one? Interconnected. <laughs>
1: Interconnected.
0: Yep. Yeah, or interlinked. I don't feel like you need as big of a scope because yeah. you're just following kind of like one story or character yeah. for each interconnected thing. But I think serialized in particular, like you have to be like that. You have yes. to have this world that's big. But what happens is when you make this big world, yes. then you like have all this potential. And so that's why people do these spin-off series and he's like, it makes sense to me totally. Like you spent so much time developing the world. Like, yeah, why not
1: use it again? Absolutely. <laughs> like, well, it is, we will talk about it as part of a, as the trilogy, because really, it yeah. is. But Stephanie Garber, in her Caraval world, yes. has two trilogies within it. <laughs> right. And they're interconnected. And yeah. and I just think it's interesting to look at the possibilities of that. Even yeah. Magnus Chase yeah. for Rick Riordan's... Um, which is also great. Yeah, it is great. <laughs> Highly recommend it. It's technically a trilogy, and we'll probably talk about it more yeah. as a trilogy. But it's actually linked. Like, you actually person mm. personally show up at one point. Mm, that's and right. Annabeth yeah. it was <laughs> It is delightful. Mm. Um, I'm here for it. But uh. I love the possibility. Yes. Because there's so many different things you can do with it. Mm. And even as I was working on looking at different series... Aaron reminded me of S- Stephen King's um, the Dark T- Tower series which mm. is like a ridiculous Aaron said that it's like something like 17 books that wow. fit within the same thing <sighs> the stand really could be considered either a standalone or um. like as it's interlinked in Are the Are they the interconnected world. Then? Yeah. Okay. Many. I mean. Because I they, can't
0: imagine 17 books yeah. in like a serialized like one. Yeah. Plot like wouldn't hold it. I don't think. They,
1: I think it's seven within the serialized okay. size. Okay. But within the world like of The yeah. Dark Tower, yeah. it's 17 like interconnected, interconnected stories. Starts. And I, I just think it kind of allows you a framework to yeah. then jump off to yeah. something else. Yeah. And Bridgerton, even though it's.
0: Interlinked, yeah. like,
1: it's a galaxy of stories, too, mm-hmm. that they, there's prequels, there's ones that looks like, at the mom of the mm-hmm. Bridgertine, you know, once she got done with the family, which was still pretty significant, because they have, yeah. I think it's eight children, <laughs> they started going backwards in time, and forwards in time, mm-hmm. and connected families, yeah. and I just think it does offer a lot of interesting yeah, possible to go. Yeah.
0: Well, and I feel like, with the exception of of episodic ones, you can go so much deeper with series mm. than you can yeah. um, with standalone or even with a trilogy or, or a duet. Like, mm-hmm. you just have so much more opportunity to explore yes. depth within the characters, depth within the world, um, even depth within the story plots and like how far you extend them. Yeah. And yeah, the and, scope of them
1: and even with large casts of characters yeah. it allows you to dig in much deeper with them mm-hmm. I, we've talked about the Marvel Cinematic Universe but there's a reason why mm-hmm. those last two films hit so hard and especially with the the blip or the snap yeah. Um because you've lost people that you've sat with for, yeah, for so long so many years and we all have our favorites mm-hmm. and it's interesting how each one of those—they gave each one their moment yeah. of it. Like you have to sit with each yeah. and every single loss, but that power of that loss wouldn't be oh, there really. if we had just met them. Totally, yeah. it, it definitely—you <laughs> couldn't do that as standalone. Like, of that connection yeah. over yeah. time, and I, I think the same thing with the Harry Potter series, which yeah. you know is another serialized one that I think does so well with the strings of the story yeah. and keeping them moving um that last book hits hard because of that yes because it's the culmination of so many things yeah and it, we're reading through those as well with the kids and it was funny we were reading we're reading order of the phoenix and there's this throwaway line about a locket that cannot be opened. And it's so great because there's this list of very interesting things and just a tiny little like, like three, hidden three in sentence, that list, right? <laughs> hidden in the list. She does such a great job of making it so unobtrusive. Mm-hmm. It's so subtle. And yet that's going to be know so more important later, right? in two, you know, two books later. Yeah. And I, I was even talking because Aaron is the one who's reading it. And I said, you know, one sentence later, I'm like, did you catch it? And he's like, what? And he <laughs> looked back down and he's like, oh. And I just love being able to go back. Yeah. I mean, even in Chamber of Secrets, what is Tom Riddle's diary? Like, it's so beautiful how, like, the throwaway line. Yeah. Um, you know, or what it is comes back comes into up. play. Yeah. Like, it's all kind of knowing where going. Yeah. And having those strings open, even the things that we don't know are open. Like, we thought, you know, oh, it was a diary. Like, Mm -hmm. it was done. Mm -hmm. We can forget it. (laughs) Like, we can throw... But actually, it's a string that continued forward. Right. Right. And there's a throwaway line also at the very beginning of the Sorcerer's Stone that's like, young, serious blacks, motorbike. And all of that pays off in the third one. We get what that story was yeah, and even like who the person was. Hmm. Again, this subtle throwaway line that Hagrid says like in the first chapter hmm. and it's all, like all this <laughs> payoff yeah. in the third book. And I think, you know, we've talked about series Bibles before yeah. and and we've talked about knowing where you're going and yeah. I think... In many of these, especially with serialized stories, it's good to have those ideas yeah. of what you're building towards, and even what's remembering what's come before, yeah. so you can pay off. Like right. Sometimes you forget what right. you said. Right, <laughs> <absolutely.
0: laughs> I feel like they're very hard to write for the author. Um, there's just a lot yes. of things you have to keep track of, yeah. and yeah you do really need to know where you're going and I think you also have to be very careful with how like so sometimes I think with a series if you know where you're going you can introduce things too soon or you know like you have to be really careful with how you distribute information Hmm. and when you introduce what and when you're really subtle with something and when you're more direct with something and how those subtle things build to direct things that then build to answers instead of you know, like I, I definitely have read things where you almost get the direct answer before you get the question right. the subtle question or yeah. things and and just knowing how
1: to build that is yes. I think it's really tricky. It's it's an art. I think so too. And I think in many ways it kind of comes back to the the mystery, like clue yeah. clue planting. Yeah. And especially if you're not willing to like there are certain questions that you bring out that you want in the in the More active friendly. mind yeah. of of but your once you have reader, a question in the
0: active mind of the reader, you need to answer that question relatively to. quickly,
1: yes. <laughs> because they not going to that nuts. for a long time. Yes. 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 And,
0: but you can like plant little things like that yes. locket, or like you know, like yeah. that you don't have to answer right away, and that don't need to come back up right away. Absolutely, yeah.
1: that it will just be like this amazing thing that no. all of a sudden they rem- the character remembers, and when they remember, you remember with yeah, them, yeah. and then you get that feeling huh. of wait, what is this? Mm -hmm. And that insatiable want
0: to know. To know
1: more, yeah. And I think you're right with the, if you're giving them direct questions to ask, sustaining that over a very significant amount of time is very... Hard, yeah. Um, on well, the that's reader. not satisfying for yeah. the reader. They get frustrated. Yeah. Usually, I think. I mean, a direct question at the end of a book, oh, where that's perfect. The point, that's what you want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Woohoo! Good job. <laughs> but I think even mm-hmm. even giving a partial answer, mm-hmm. even if not, that's not the full yeah, answer, exactly. Uh, I think we forget. We want to almost give everything, like we know no. it, so no. we're no. like, let's give it all. Right. But it's like. Yeah. let's give this out over time
0: well or I think I see yeah. authors who want to build that suspense so they like bring something up that the reader then curious about yes which is good then you get yeah. your reader leaning in yep. but then they won't answer it in book one <laughs> you'll be like or two all books like <laughs> waiting for that answer yes and then you don't get it and that's really unsatisfying so I feel like if you raise yes. an answer enough that the that the author that the reader sorry the audience is leaning forward and curious yes. about it then I really feel like you should wrap that up in book one you know Easy. in that book that it's raised yes. in unless you're just yeah you can give like part of the answer you don't have to yeah. give away all of it but you need to give some answer because
1: yes. I see this too often and I'm it's, like uh, it's a question of trust it is I think you start to lose trust in them yeah. like when you feel like they're going to start answering your questions even if it's just the beginning of something or that's they're then going after the answer like we might sit with that more than if we're like did they just forget yeah
0: that's the thing it starts to feel like that (laughs) and you're like what so, like, I think questions can drive you into the second book, but if they're sustained too long or kind of forgotten about or, like, brought up one point and then not, you know, like, addressed, then I won't go to the second book because I, I don't. I'm like, okay.
1: I feel that same <laughs> way. Uh, and So it I, can
0: work against you, too. Just
1: so. It really can. And I do think that when we are given answers that actually helps us trust that the person yeah. knows where they're going. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, because I think it's human nature to like be like the person driving this has no idea. <laughs> yes. Like they just they just keep throwing out questions, new questions, yeah. without giving me anything yeah. at all. And I, I do think remembering that yeah. there's a human being on the other side of this who's like following that question like a carrot, right. like, being like I want to be satisfied at least right. with something. Right, right. Um, some knowledge, like my curiosity is partly why, why I'm here. Right. And and even, even if you give abstract clues mm-hmm. that may not have complete context or that, again, you might continue yeah. to follow because you're like... I'm getting breadcrumbs that yeah. will hopefully lead me to something in the end. Right. Rather than not... Yeah, they're
0: getting like yeah. partial answers that bring you closer and closer to the full yes, answer. Yeah, absolutely. totally. I think that th- that's all of that is what makes serialized stories so hard for yeah. us as authors. Which is why like interconnected is I feel like to be right now. Because you don't have to keep as much, in, you know, like you do need to keep the world and some of yes. the like other characters that you're bringing back in and keep track of some of that, but there's a lot more, um, the stories themselves are wrapped up so you yes. can have a little more, you don't have to keep track of as much information. <laughs>
1: And it even allows your, I think, your readers the freedom of coming into something a yeah. little fresh. Yeah. But also having the joy of experiencing something that yeah. is connected to something that they've already liked. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's, you kind of can sometimes have the best of both worlds. Because yeah. you can bring in things that get you excited about the next yeah relationship. Like we were talking about in... Bridgerton three, yeah. there was some oh, yeah, that was great build up right. to right um, at the end You get yeah. this like yeah to uh, Penelope and Colin's story, yeah. and that's I think when you pay, pay attention to, to that, that and you kind of, yeah. of do like it's kind of a little teeny bit of serialized, but not really. Yeah. Like it's just borrowing a little bit of the ability to string something from one to the other yeah. but if someone had read them out of order they wouldn't right. they're not going to be confused at all yeah and even going back into you cannot you can always kind of re-reference that and yeah. so that they don't miss any of their story which yeah. is kind of nice while also getting people excited and interested yeah. in interesting ways yeah
0: yeah. I do think it's interesting to me, though, also from like a marketing standpoint. So mm-hmm. like, I feel like yeah. from
1: an author standpoint, it's
0: way easier to do like an interconnected or even an episodic than yeah. it is to do a serial. So but good. I think that serialized series, they make more money. <laughs> like, they just do. I do just- readers get hooked and then they need yes. the next book and they yes. want the next book and so then they keep reading through the whole thing and suddenly you've had a reader who you've sustained for eight books rather than right. a reader who's maybe read one or picked up another one later like um you know
1: it's addictive it is and the more like you show up to reading it mm-hmm. the more addictive I think it becomes because yes. it's like the more that, loyal you get to the characters yeah. and the series well, and and some ways also it's a sunk cost yeah, fallacy like you'll you'll stick with probably more that's true. more poor writing mm-hmm. than you would with a book that's more standalone because yeah. of that because you're like
0: well and i feel like I if someone can that. master those questions yeah. and do yes. that
1: information distribution in a way
0: that i trust Absolutely. them i don't care if the writing is poor because i want to know the answer to that question <laughs> right. like.
1: that's that's really driving yeah. that and and i do think that's really it's powerful obviously with Game of Thrones like yeah. people stick with that series and they have over and over and over again because they care not necessarily about every single character but they have their favorites and they want to yeah. see what happens. Yeah. And they can't do that without watching everything or reading everything because it's such a huge cast. It's
0: smart. It, it absolutely. <laughs> if you is can smart.
1: manage it then go for it because it, it's It works. (laughs) It absolutely is. Well, and I think I also wanted to, like, as we got towards the end of this conversation yeah. say it's not all or nothing either yeah, like that's true. what's great about so I wanted to bring up the Chronicles of Narnia mm-hmm. um, by C.S. Lewis because it, yeah, it is so kind of weird um, yeah parts of them in are in some serialized. ways it's interconnected
0: because you can read them out of order for sure <laughs> yeah but absolutely. then there are things that are kind of connected in a like serialized oh. way yeah and it's,
1: it's funny the magician's yeah. nephew and really the horse and his boy are mm-hmm. almost completely even though same world yeah um completely separate. interlinked mm-hmm. kind of completely separate narratives but yeah. really then when you get into the lion the witch and the wardrobe and the prince caspian and yeah. the voyage of the dawn Treader, and even the silver chair like there's that through line of yeah. characters yeah. who kind of move through those and then getting back into the last battle like it does yeah do both yeah That's and it, it, even though you know it's certain narratives do one and others do the serialized part it is kind of interesting to think about what you can do and how you don't have to choose almost like Mm. you can do both you can step away into another completely different narrative that's disconnected from what you're doing and Mm -hmm. tell a story but within the same world
0: yeah yeah, well, even Percy Jackson is kind of that, too, yes. right? Like, it gets that story within the same world, but kind of different pieces of...
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny because I would say Apollo, like, that entire mm-hmm. series is kind of that step away. And yeah. yet it also has a little bit of the fun interlinked that you get yeah. characters. Like, characters you love from previous ones step in. It has yeah. its own serialized arc, but it's also interlinked to the other series. Yeah, it seems- so it's kind of beautiful how that works.
0: All right, lots of options for those of you who want to try writing a series. (laughs) And um, be brave and go for it. We hope that you keep reading and writing and putting your work out into the world. Thanks for joining us.